Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To a link to a league, um, one of the scout leagues I find really good. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Burning Question series by Fantasy Football Scout. In this series, uh, Harry and I, Sonaldo, talk about the key hot topics for the week. Oh, what's wrong with my f- profile picture, Harry? <laughs> what? I was trying to, trying to make a joke. Uh, basically... Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't... It hadn't loaded on my screen. Let's yeah, yeah. I, my face... Can you put... Uh-huh. You could have put Eze for mine. You could have done. I know, I know. I my face is like so tired right now because uh, the game was at like three a.m. Basically, got like three hours of sleep and I've been grogging through the day. But uh, yesterday, Korea made a ninety-ninth minute equalizer and we qualified for the quarterfinals. So it's been an amazing day of football and uh, very excited for the quarterfinals against the Aussies on on Saturday. But yeah, AFC Asian Cup has been taking over my life and. Eze has been taking over Harry's life, but good to see everybody. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, um, good, thanks. I have to say I woke up in a very good mood this morning with uh, Eze's 14-pointer sat in my team. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing very good. And, you know, it's time in FPL where we start to look at chips, doubles, blanks. So it's exciting times. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot to discuss. Um, yesterday, I think the deadline was... 3 a.m. my time, which is like right when the, when the game was ending. It was like in the 99th minute. And I was waiting for the result because I really wanted to bring Richarlison in. So uh, really interesting sequence of events. Um, but basically, uh, things worked out. And now Sun is likely to stay, uh, you know, hopefully for the next few weeks. And probably going to return around game week 24, 25. That's when he's likely to return. But yeah it might be late yeah i mean if he wins the tournament it might be later than that but yes the game last night for you was pretty close went to the wide and it um which could have had a reasonable implication on fpl because if you'd have lost it he would have been back for the weekend but winning it they're now predicted to go quite far in the tournament so yeah the international tournaments both the asia cup and afcon as well 
Like, I feel like I've followed them more this year than I have done previously, partly for FPL, but now just because they're chaos, both tournaments, every single match is absolute chaos. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying them. And, you know, it was a good you know, thing to watch while there was less Premier League. But even yeah. when the Premier League is coming back, I'm looking, I'm excited to see the results. Yeah, I don't think people realize, like, how much the Asian Cup means to a lot of, like, um, yeah. Asian nations out here. And it's I think it's, like, equivalent to Euros to you guys, right? Like, Euros obviously it's such means... A, uh-huh. Yeah, it's such a simple way for you to say it, but it is, like, so true. Like, when the Euros are on in England, like, that is it. Like, everyone, it's all anyone talks about. Like, the, every England game, like, that is it. Like, you cannot have anything planned. Everyone will, you know, watch it. So, yeah for any national tournament to have your country doing well and, and progressing far is is definitely a nice feeling yeah it was crazy because uh i think the level of football is obviously different from like european club football but it's such an open game when it comes to the asian cup so anything can happen uh we have like a lot of aussie friends in the fpl community so i'm gonna try to keep quiet on saturday because my stream of tweets is ridiculous like i almost feel Sorry for the amount of tweeting I do uh, when, when it comes to these games. I thought Saudi did really, really well. I know we have some Saudi friends in the in the chat. So um, fair play to you guys. And yeah, it, it just came down to the wire. It was like 99th minute goal. So uh, super, super excited to to see what happens uh, in, in the rest of the Asian Cup. And as you mentioned, AFCON has been crazy as well. Um, I'm seeing some insane goals and, and some upsets. All so. the favorites are out. All the favorites are so out. So many upsets. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much all the favorites are out. Like seven of the eight favorites, I think, are knocked out. Um, so, yeah, let's see how that one ends. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, so let's just quickly talk about our transfers yesterday because we didn't do a pod before yesterday, right? Let's talk right? about them in lots of detail. <laughs> lots and lots of detail. <laughs> let's just leave it on screen for yeah. and, the next 20 minutes. And uh, shout out to FPL Mo, by the way. I thought he did really, really well last week. And um, yeah, I did. I met Mo in re- uh, in real life last year, and we went to karaoke together. He's such a good fella. So shout out FPL Mo. Yeah, talk to me about your SA, what, 13, 14 pointer? 14 pointer, there you go. 14 pointer, yeah. yeah. So, man, it was, mm. it was, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good feeling. Of course, I benched Trippier, but I'm glad I still own him seven points for him but yeah the Eze 14 pointer it filled a few gaps for me um you know had a great fixture this week and in theory he's benchable in the next two whether he's injured or not and then um yeah the fixture in game week 26 was the other one he's got Burnley at home that week and just generally Mm -hmm. the fixtures going forward for Palace until like game week 32 which is probably when I'll be wildcarding anyway mm-hmm. are just so good like the only <coughs> difficult real game they've got Spurs away in there and then they've got Newcastle at home but I don't necessarily have to play him in those games because he's cheap so he sets me up really nicely and like we just saw what Crystal Palace looked like when Eze and Elise are both fit yeah. like we just saw it again last night um, and they've been so bad for probably the past couple of months that this game was really really important to them and them two both coming back being available for that game just felt like Palace really needed a result in that game Um, so yeah it plugged a few gaps it helped with the money he played in 26 which was the other thing I almost the other two I the other three I almost went for were Jota, Bernardo Silva and Richarlison 
Mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva, I just worried about the positioning a little bit and just like 60th minute subs and stuff like that. Jota doesn't have the double confirmed yet, which is completely bizarre to me if they're going to announce it that they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. And then Richarlison, of course, just blanks in 26. So And he gives me more of a benching headache than Eze did. So, yeah. I mean, I planned to bench him this weekend and it would have been simple, but after 14, I'm not sure I can. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great transfer. I think credit to you because uh, his he must be a super differential, right? Um, um, yeah, like 1.5% owned in the top 100k. And he's also like coming straight from back from injury. So it's not like a full, full confident type of transfer. It's like you're also taking that risk. So I think you well-deserved points is, is what I want to tell you. And yeah, you're killing Thanks. it, dude. You're almost there. Top 10k already. But right before the chat, um, you know, we were talking about like now this is the chip season. Now this is where we can make up rank. And I thought Harry made a good point off camera where he thinks that even people, even players in the 500 to like plus range K range can still break their way into our goal of like top 100 K top 50 K top 10 K. Right. So um, this is where it, it, it all begins uh, in terms of planning and hopefully executing. So yeah, well done to you, Harry. Well, well, very, very good transfer. Um, yeah. As I said, like there's, it might seem like a lot, but there's like 90 points between 500 K and the top 10 K, mm-hmm. which you might think 90 points is a lot, but there's still like 15 game weeks left, right? So it's, it's only like five points a week. And with a triple captain or a bench boost, you, d- you know, it's not five points a week because you could make 20 of them up, 30 of them up in one week alone with a chip. So as long as you smash your chips, yeah, that's four weeks where you're going to do well. So it, it, although you might look at 500K, 600K and think, yeah, maybe maybe I can't do it. It is possible. There are people who are sat outside the top 500K now who will finish in the top 10K. Mm. There will be someone who does it. Mm. Yeah. So even at 140 for you, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, in terms of... Also, I, I like the fact that you still have Trippier. Well done. I think uh, Newcastle, two, two wins in a row now. And yeah, yeah, feel like... Uh, the fixtures from 23 are so good. I'm very excited to own Gordon um, here mm-hmm. on out. So hopefully Trippier comes out and does well. Mohamed is thanking you for bringing in Eze. For me, I, I ended up bringing Richarlison in last yesterday. It was also like... Uh, uh, also, it's a very tough balancing act to be fully, yeah. fully engaged in a football match. And then also think about FPL deadline when this... Like it's an it's a yeah. deadline that sort of matters at the same time. Yeah. It was like almost impossible to juggle both because I was just like too focused and emotionally tied to this career game that, you know, I didn't have enough time to like last minute think about my team. But I knew the transfers I wanted to bring in were Salah to either Jota or Richarlison. I think Jota makes more sort of long term planning sense just because I am very short on funds overall. And uh, it's tough for me to get to five or six doublers without a hit or unless I just bring in Jota now that that's kind of like the simplified version of of my decision making and I don't want to talk about my team too much but I thought there were points to be had in the next few game weeks with Richarlison and I really like the captaincy shout this week so that's kind of why I, I went for it and very happy to own him all the way to game week 29 even if Sun returns very soon I'm okay with it because I think he'll continue to start it's just when Sun comes there's less minutes for 
more players that are coming back, including Madison, you know, yeah. uh, Solomon and all those, Sar and all those guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited yeah, we to spoke, own Richarlison. Mm. Yeah, we spoke about it, just talking about the doublers that you mentioned. Like, just to, I suppose, to create discussion, you trying to get to six doublers and one of them not being Tony feels like a lot. Like, the thought of having, you know, triple like triple Liverpool, like you've already got double Spurs, you've got Palmer in there as well, you've got Charlie Taylor in there as well. Like, it, it, we're at the point in the season where I feel like you can't, we can't just get blinded and blinkered by one game week. Like, people will look at 25 when it comes around and think, oh, I need to add more Liverpool, and they will do that. And then 26 will roll around and you'll have an issue. Like, every player, mo almost every player apart from Man City play twice. Yeah, in yeah. 25 plus 26 so adding lots of doublers is great if it doesn't impact you in 26 but there's only one week between them so it's difficult to do which is part of the reason i didn't want to commit to richarlison because you know if i want to go heavy on liverpool yeah then i can do that now because i'm slightly less locked in but i, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll own a maximum of two liverpool i think going into 25. yeah i mean that's sort of music to my ears because i already have poro richarlison palmer uh, Trent, that's four players blanking in 26 already, right? And I'm also trying to bring yeah. in potentially two more by game 24, hopefully, which essentially means, uh, you know, I'm going to need one or two transfers to exit them out and have probably at least 10, but hopefully 11 players without it taking a hit in 26. But again, I feel like 26 is also a very pivoting week um, in order to plan for 29. So we, we will talk about it as we get into it. Get into it. Yeah, I mean, twenty. The annoying thing is, is going into twenty six, we won't know mm -hmm. the cup results because the cup is between twenty six and twenty seven. We're gonna do chip strategy and stuff today, but we won't know the twenty nine blanks until three game weeks before, which doesn't leave very many transfers to to maneuver to it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, there's a, a lot of good questions that we'll get to at the end. Um, just on Walker, I mean, people are talking about Walker. You think he's out for a while? Like his his drama stuff is pretty insane, you know. I don't think he's out for a while. So for anyone unaware, uh -huh. there are rumors that Kyle Walker is not starting for Manchester City today, which came about yesterday evening. I think it. I like, I wouldn't worry if I owned him. Like it is yeah. what it is for one week. Um, mm -hmm. I still think he's a good pick going forward. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. So this is, uh, I mean, there's already like sort of enough content about predictive fixtures for game week 29 because this was sort of before the game week 22 deadline. But I think it's good to just kind of, you know, go through this before we get to this Venn diagram that we're going to share from FPL Spaceman. This graph is by FPL space underscore Spaceman. Um, so shout out yeah. to him on Twitter. Do give him a follow. He has really good... Um, you know, Venn diagrams. And last year, I remember we used it for burning questions as well. Uh, this is based on spread market midpoints. I'm assuming this means sort of like odds. Um, yeah, basically. Basically just odds. Let's keep in yep. mind that City and Liverpool have a double in 25. Liverpool double still unannounced. I think, uh, are you are you getting a little worried about that, uh, Harry? Or is it fine? Um, I mean, am I worried? No, because I only own Trent. So if it doesn't happen... Mm -hmm. Like, I actually happen. would quite like I'd actually quite like it not to happen <laughs> but it's crazy for it not to happen yeah, like it yeah. still is crazy um, yeah. 
for anyone unaware, like Liverpool have three weekends that they, if they get to the final of the FA Cup, they have three weekends that they won't, actually, even if they get to the semi-finals, they have three weekends that they can't play in. Game week 26, because the final of the Carabao Cup, game week 29 and game week 34. They have three free midweeks, game week 25, game week 34, and game week 37. Yeah. If they don't put it in 25 and they put it in later on in the season, they basically have to give them a triple game week or they they move it like they have to start doing crazy things like making Liverpool play on a Friday night of a deadline, play Tuesday, play Thursday in Europe or Thursday in the league and then play again at the weekend. Like mm. it is we had it. Do you remember when um, Man United got the triple game week? What was it? Two years ago. Mm -hmm. That was the same situation, but they just messed it up. They just didn't put pitches <laughs> in where where they should do. Mm -hmm. But last year they did the right thing. They brought the United game forward when they were in the cup final because they had this congestion. So do I think it will happen? Yes. Do I think it's very strange that it hasn't been announced yet? Also, yes. Like, what are they waiting for? Mm. They have it in their written rules that they want to give fans three weeks. four weeks notice. Four weeks, four. okay. Mm -hmm. And it is now three weeks away mm -hmm. when that fixture would go. So, like, what are they waiting for? Like, wh why wasn't it announced on Monday? Yeah. Like, when Liverpool got to the cup final and then went through in the cup, like, what what, what are they waiting for? That's mm. that's my concern. I don't care whether it happens or not. Yeah. Because I only own Trent. Yeah. And I didn't go Jota. Mm. But I just don't get what, like, maybe it will come this week. If it doesn't come by Friday, well, I think we can discount it happening. And a bizarre decision if it doesn't, but anyway. Well, if it doesn't come by this Friday, just completely discount it from happening. Well, then, then they're giving it like a two, two weeks, weeks notice. And the fans, like, why? it's complicated. The, yeah. Huh? Mm. yeah. Ah. Good point, good point. Uh, Trophy, good to see you in the chat. Um, by the way, guys, give Trophy a follow on, on Twitter as well. Okay, so let's let's get into this chart um, and let's talk about the teams that appeal to us, Harry. Because uh, if you look at this chart, um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, self-explanatory, but let's go from bottom up. Uh, yeah. Fulham, Tottenham, Burnley, Brentford, 100% they will have a fixture in Game Week 29. So reassuring for Richarlison fans and potentially those that might be interested in bringing in Sun um, or another uh, Tottenham asset that after they blank in 26, they do have solid run all the way through so um, that's one to keep in mind that next up is Luton Nottingham Forest about a 34% chance that they blank and uh, we can kind of assume Luton will have a fixture in 29 if this is the percentage but really I'm not that too keen on their assets because defensively speaking they have you know iffy iffy fixtures uh, maybe 24 I think they have Sheffield then a very difficult double, then a blank in 26, not great fixtures in 27, 28, 29. So I'm not sure why people are hyping up Do Doty. Do you, do you know the reason for this, Harry? Well, I mean, he's on all set pieces. He's very, like, attacking. He should I, he, he took the corner, which was the fourth goal for Luton last night, and he didn't get the assist for it, which I was surprised by. Mm -hmm. um, Forrest at home in game week 29, if that fixture goes ahead... He'll be one of the players we all buy. Mm -hmm. He'll be on every free hit. If free hit 29, if you free hit it, if you don't free hit, everyone will be buying Alfie Doty for Nottingham Forest at home in the blank. Mm -hmm. So I can get it. I didn't want to do it because the double in 25 
stinks and yeah. blanks in 26 so i'd rather other doublers but when game week 29 comes around if they get that fixture of course there are permutations for it right luton have to lose to city and forest have to lose to man united if both of those things happen like i think it'll be really popular i yeah. think like adarabaya will be really popular they showed last night like what they're capable of doing Adebayo Ad- is a listed as a midfielder, though, right? N- not a defender. No, forward. Oh, forward. forward. Okay, okay, okay. But he's like four point nine. I scored okay. a hat trick last night. So yeah. So mm. I, I get it. I, I I think this is a bit early to be buying him. There was like one week where they had Burnley at home, which was another buy opportunity. If you didn't buy him then, it's probably not worth it until after the twenty six blank now. Mm. Okay, and then moving up, we've got the main uh, issue because of the replay. It's a West Ham, Aston Villa, Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea. Essentially, that three days before the game of 24 deadline, uh, we basically have Chelsea and Arsenal, Aston Villa playing the, the replay, right? So if Chelsea do win, then Chelsea and Arsenal will blank in 29. If Aston Villa do win, West Ham and Aston Villa will blank in 29. So... This is the key one that we're all waiting for. Then there's Manchester United and Sheffield. Um, about a 64% chance that the United Villa fixture is a blank yeah. in 29. And then the rest, I think, is like almost likely that they're going to blank. So the key ones would be your SA in Crystal Palace and Elise. There's Newcastle, Solanke and Bournemouth, Liverpool players, Manchester City players, Everton, Pickford the Goat, and then Brighton. So like there's a couple... There's, Still a, a decent chunk of blanks in 29 coming uh, your way. Yeah. So, again, this is just based on odds. These games still have to be played out. Uh, but the key one would be three days before the Saturday game week 24 deadline, we will know who plays in blanks yeah. in 29 between West Ham, Aston Villa, Arsenal, Chelsea, which is key. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, this is a thing. Like, the, I, I think there'll be four fixtures in game week 29. The two at the bottom, one of Chelsea, Villa, and then one of Man United and the Luton Forest games. Because of the way the draw has happened, I just don't see upsets across the others very like very much. So predicting four fixtures in that week, you, like you have to think about a free hit. And I don't think you need to decide yet for the free hit. I think going into game week 24, after the replay, you should have a pretty good idea of your chip strategy. Yeah, but I think going into game week twenty seven is when you should know your chip strategy. Yeah. Once those next round of the cup, because like it's the FA Cup, right? Things yeah. happen. Like Blackburn at home to Newcastle, like could beat them. Like it could happen. Like mm. Liverpool could lose to Watford or Southampton. Like it's unlikely. Statistically, it's unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah, things happen. So you can't lock it in concrete until after game week twenty six, going into game week twenty seven. But going into game with 24, you should have a reasonable idea. Yeah. Uh, does anybody know the score for the Japan game right now? I'm, I'm just like yeah, genuinely curious. It, um, it was 1-0. Really? Already? Wow. Yeah, 1-0 Japan at halftime. And uh, shout out to any Australian fans in the chat. Uh, we will see you Saturday. And uh, may the best team win. Okay, so let's go after. So now that we've assessed sort of what's going on in 29, I think, again, I think a couple, maybe a one or two game, game weeks ago when we were potting, we sort of said, let's divide it into here till 29 and then 30 to the rest of the season as 
sort of two big picture points. Again, this will change drastically if suddenly a earlier wildcard comes to play and chip strategy changes. But this is sort of like how we're, are we going to navigate without a wildcard, without a free hit from here till 29 is sort of what we're going to try to tackle on here. So this is a fantastic Venn diagram by, again, FPL Spaceman. His predictions come from Planet FPL uh, Pod, uh, shout out James, and also FPL Team, um, shout out Peter, right? So the way we're going to approach this is to sort of simplify by this Venn diagram and then like actually talk about the fixtures involved in this Venn diagram. So like we're implementing the fixture difficulty afterwards. So. One thing that should be noted is that this Venn diagram is based on Chelsea winning against Villa. So if Villa beat Chelsea, oh, losing. Uh, losing, right? So if Chelsea do win, then Chelsea would be out of this Venn diagram. They are not involved here because yeah. they blank in 26 and 29. And then Ar- Arsenal would swap places with West Ham and Villa, correct? Villa. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So from here, I think first thing we should look at is Brentford and we'll discuss the Tony thing because I I think we both have sort of differing opinions on Tony. Um, If you look at the very, very middle of the Venn diagram, you can see that Brentford have a double in 25, play in 26 and play in 29. So they have it all right. Issue for me is that they play City in 23. Then their double in 25 is Liverpool and City before Chelsea in 27 and Arsenal in 28. Now, granted, they the you know it solves the having a player for twenty six and twenty nine. I think that's really a big factor as well. But there's also very few spots for the attacking three, right? We're gonna we're gonna have Holland, uh, you know, or Alvarez for right now. Then there's Watkins, okay. there's Solanke, potentially massive Darwin transfers for game week twenty five. You know, maybe some people go Solanke to Darwin, and then you could go Darwin to. Tony after when they blank in 26, when Darwin blanks in 26. Some people might go Solanke to Darwin and go back to Solanke, for example. I don't know, right? So, yeah, talk to me about why, you, why you're thinking about potentially bringing in uh, Tony because the fixtures don't screen points to me. Um, I mean, what I would say is like, I suppose you're reading out the fixtures. Like you, you, did, you just leave out the good ones, right? Like, <laughs> 24 he plays Wolves right 26 he plays West Ham and 29 he's already guaranteed to play Burnley um, double in 25 it's not great right it's not it's Liverpool at home City away but if Brentford are going to score at all in those games like you just expect Tony to be involved he then plays in 26 as well so yes <coughs> yes you might buy <clears throat> sorry yes you might buy Darwin but then Darwin's going to give you an issue in 26. So uh, he works well if you're definitely not going to free hit in 29, which is why I say going into 24, 25, you need to have a reasonable understanding of what your chip strategy is because it does impact whether you buy someone like Tony or maybe you buy someone like Darwin because Darwin is a better option if you don't necessarily have to, if you don't need him in 29, for example. But if you're going to play all the way through, buying someone like Tony just sets you up so well. Mm. Just so well. And like, he was, he played in game with 21. Mm. He scored once in a five goal game and walked, and got a yellow card and still got three bonus points. Like that is just what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's such a good FPL asset. So 
I would be very, very surprised if I don't buy him in game week 24 for that Wolves away fixture. And if Solanke mm-hmm. is likely to blank in 29, like, Solanke's fixtures also are are mixed, right? It is mixed. In 20, mm-hmm. in 25, they have Newcastle away, 26, they have City at home, and then from 27, it does get nicer. Mm-hmm. But if he blanks in 29, then it's not as nice. So I, my plan is Solanke up to Tony. Do you sacrifice uh, any spots for bringing in Tony? Because Tony is... 8 million, right? So you'd have Holland, uh, Watkins, Watkins 8, 8 point something, and then Tony 8, which is not not cheap, right? Yeah. I mean, at, at the moment, the sacrifice is Salah, right? Okay. And the sacrifice is Salah, and then the sacrifice is Son. It's, mm. it's not being able to get to those two. Um, yeah. So so why I asked that it, is my, my value is not even good enough to to afford him, uh, even with without Salah. Because of trend, but, mm-hmm. Go ahead. but again, it's like I went Eze. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. If if okay. if I'd have gone, if I went Richarlison in that spot, I I'm left with nothing in the bank. So right. like any price rises, I'd be locked out now. Right. Right. Okay. And so now I do, that you, I do really uh-huh. like Tony. I know the double sucks, but if I told you that Tony got one return in the double, Liverpool at home, City away, would you be that surprised? If he got a return, oh, fair play. Okay, and, but and mm-hmm. and a return easily turns into a ten pointer with bonus and a second game just being a blank. So, okay, so let's uh, if we work our way backwards, who are your predicted doublers in in twenty five? Tony. Well, mm. Tony Trent, Foden, Haaland, and probably another Liverpool attacker. Which is who? Jota, Jota or, right? Jota so who, who's or, gonna? Or who are you gonna replace for Jota? Uh, it may maybe Saka. It may be Palmer. Yeah. So I see. I mean, it would probably be Palmer. Palmer yeah. If Chelsea win, because yeah, Chelsea I don't lose, think, then I have yeah. to. Yeah. Interesting. But Darwin makes a lot more sense because I could go, like Watkins to Darwin. But again, that's why it depends on the like Chelsea result because if Watkins is going to play in twenty nine, mm-hmm. and Chelsea are going to blank, then selling Palmer is a much easier or selling Palmer or Saka is much easier. But if Watkins is going to blank, then Watkins to Darwin is a much easier move. Wow! So you're just going to let go of Watkins for twenty six, twenty seven, twenty. I mean, he could come back. Uh huh. But he's got it's looting away Spurs at home, like blank. Like he could come back in twenty six. I haven't necessarily thought about that, but I I need to see that Chelsea result before I decide what to do. And it will depend on Salah as well, right? Okay, okay. So you're kind of okay with the hokey-cokey forward spot between 25 to 26? I am. 24 to 26. I I am, because I don't necessarily need my transfers on other stuff right now, because, again, I will go back to it, but Eze was the better long-term decision for my team. Richarlison felt better short term, but it did give me that issue in 26. Whereas Eze, I now have the flexibility. Yeah. I now only have three players that are blanking in 26, so I could buy I could buy one, you know, add the, add an extra Liverpool, and that's only one transfer again to get down to three, and I have a full eleven for for game with 26. So, just because of the little amount of blankers I have. Yeah. Then, but like Liverpool might not double. 
Yeah, live from one. Uh, that that also makes my decision making easier. But um, if they do double, it is Brentford and Luton. Granted, over the season, Brentford have had very very good XGC, but I think over the past couple of uh, six or seven game weeks, they've definitely moved down. Um, six game weeks, they've definitely moved down. Yeah. Luton, you know, top five defensively worst team. So there's points to be had here too, right? Like you can't just like forego the fact that a triple up on Jota. TAA and Darren might do a lot of damage. Um, but if Tony is a- able to get one goal, then it'll minimize that damage. Plus, you'll be ready in place for 26. So I understand your reasoning now. I understand. but And also, maybe I missed out on the good fixtures that he does have. But he also has a lot of tough fixtures, you know. So, um, so yeah. Sorry, not sh- Salah, not- Liverpool have just posted a picture saying, recovery work continues and Salah out on the grass. <laughs> Why did someone send you a DM? No, someone said it in the chat. Oh, really? Uh, Liverpool just tweeted a picture of Salah on the grass. BB defender. He's oh, going to that be changes back by everything. Yeah, he's going to be back by twenty-five at the latest. Yeah, that's that's going to be a headache. But I just don't know how 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 are we going to get? Yeah, to yeah, it? yeah. We'll we'll I, talk I about have, it. Let's get to it at the I end. Have no way. Yeah, let's I have get no to way it. to get to Salah. Yeah, let's get to it at the end because. Uh, because it's an iffy one, right? 26 blank, 27, that's the money fixture. And then Man City and then blank at 29, right? So, I don't know. I think like, I think you're okay to go likes. away with him, away from him for a while. Like, just get him back later, you know? But even like City at home, like if they I win know. that, like they, they could win the league if they win that game. Yeah. And as we talk about winning the league, there's also, I mean, I guess we'll talk about Gaming 37, but... I have a feeling the season's going to go really down to the wire, which makes me want to... I mean, this is really going on a tangent here, that the bench boost in 37 feels very appealing because all the top, top teams are playing in 37 or doubling in 37. So I'm kind of hoping it continues to be a tight race to the end. But the issue with that is Mm. you don't want the good teams doubling for a bench boost. You want the teams that fill your bench to double right mm-hmm. like i can fill my starting 11 with players from liverpool city chelsea arsenal that are going to double in, t- in 37 but I, I can't afford a bench full of city arsenal liverpool chelsea players as well i need to have my bench full of you know cheaper players from like palace etc but they're not going to double so that's why the bench boost in 37 naturally actually doesn't work because the players that are cheap that i'd fill my bench with aren't necessarily going to double in 37. Okay, fair point. So I, there's just hmm. no chip strategy that... It's, it's a weird year for it. Mm-hmm. It's a year, weird year for it and trying to find the bench boost. I wonder if 34 will be the bench boost week, but we'll see. Because 34 has really weak teams doubling, you're saying it's more viable? So 34 is the other way around, yeah, right? Yeah, other way so around. You have your top teams with a single game week, but you don't want to bench your Haaland's, your Salas, your Palmers, your Sackers, mm-hmm. and it has the weaker teams in theory with a double game week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's hard to plan for a thirty-four bench boost. Like the chip strategy to do a thirty-four bench boost is weird. But it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very it's good possible. point. Something. It's possible. New, I picked up. Okay, here we go. Next teams are Arsenal, Fulham, 
Burnley and Nottingham Forest in that bottom qu- bottom square ish. Yeah. Again, Arsenal can move to the left, and West Ham and Aston Villa could move into the middle, depending on this Chelsea and Aston Villa fixture. But if this remains the same, then for sure Arsenal have you know fixtures all the way through twenty nine. Granted, no no double, but you know continuous fixtures. Fixture's quite solid. I think the money games are West Ham and 24. West Ham top four, bottom four, XGC this season. Still really bad defensive team so far in the past few game weeks. Burnley in 25. Sheffield 27. Brentford 28. And then a fixture in 29. So actually a really, really good run for Arsenal as well. We saw Saka get on the board once again. Yeah, what are your thoughts here? Just before we do that, um, we always forget to plug stuff. So oh, if yeah. you could, if you could like the stream, there are 500 of you watching and only nine likes on the stream. So if you could like and make sure you're subscribed as well, that would be uh, that would be great. Yeah. The more I look at this, the more I think I can't. I can't look at 29 yet. Like I just, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't buy players for 29 yet because just wait. The for only the... player. Mm-hmm. I, I can't look at 29 until after 26 mm-hmm. because I'm not buying more Arsenal because I already have double Arsenal and I'm not going to go tripling up on them anytime soon. The only player that's useful for 29 that I might buy is Brentford and that's Tony. It's the only one. So as much as I'm looking at 29 thinking about my chip strategy, I can have it in my mind, but it doesn't change the players that want to buy at the moment because you can't because mm. there's only one team who fit 26 25 26 and 29 and that's Brentford it's the only team that you can buy from if you want to plan for all three of those weeks mm. which is why Tony just fits the bill but yeah so I, I think a lot of us are looking at 29 and thinking we need to think about it and we do we need to have be aware of it but it's not much we can do about it right now. No. Mm. Okay, fair. Any other teams you want to I mention know. here? What, I know. Yeah, mm. I don't know. What do you think? Like, what's your plan with your team? Like, when you're making your transfers at the moment, like, what are you mm. thinking about? Are you still focused on 25 only? Sounds like you're you're really focused on... on I think it's really, still. really hard. Like, even if you want to perfectly plan for 29... Like to perfectly plan for 29, it comes to a very limited pool of assets such as your Eze's and your Tony's, right? And even if you try to work backwards, it's not easy. So like what I mean by that, work backwards from 29, like all the permutations and scenarios and let's say like a tree of like, if this happens, this happens. And if I try to work backwards from 26, it's very difficult. If I try to plan on all right, how, how many players do I want from game week 25 double? Like initial thought was, I want three City, three Liverpool. Okay, how am I going to get there in the next few game weeks? Oh, okay, if I do get up to four, five, six doublers in 25, then I have a huge headache for 26, 27. So I don't think, mm-hmm. I think hits are, might be not flying, but there might be hits along the way. And I think you yeah. just have to plan enough but also be able to adjust as we go so that's kind of where like i felt peace in bringing in richarlison because 
I'm bringing in another uh, blanker in 26, but I'm also having two free transfers at the back uh, at the in my back pocket, while also realizing I have a great captaincy shout this week and some fixtures to attack in the immediate run. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's really really difficult to perfectly plan all the way to 29, especially as yeah. you mentioned. You know, still 24 replay has to happen for Villa and and uh, Chelsea, and you know what? Who knows what upsets there might be, right? So, yeah, to talk, it's worth talking about the free hit in both 26 and in 29. First of all, like lots of questions, lots of comments in the chat being like, I can get to like eight players out in 29. The free hit players won't beat me by that much. That's true, but the value of playing your free hit in 29 is not just about the points you score in 29. So A, in 29, I can pick the perfect 11, right? You might have eight or nine. I can get to eight or nine, but one of them's Charlie Taylor. Like the others are not always perfect. And I can free hit in 29 and buy the perfect on paper 11. The other thing is, is to get to that eight or nine, my transfer in 27, 28 and 29 has to be buying players that play in game with 29. I cannot do anything else. But if I free hit 29, I can do what I want in those weeks. And afterwards, right, in game week 30, my team is not filled with players from those teams. Mm. I can just keep rolling and keep moving. So the value of a free hit 29 is not just the points you score in 29. Mm. It is about the transfers and what you can do with your team in the build-up to it and the flexibility afterwards. Because if you don't free hit 29... You're going to wildcard in 30 or 31, almost guaranteed. But if you free hit 29, it gives you flexibility before and after to to play your wildcard when you want. So I don't think I'll free hit 29, but I don't hate it at all. And I think it's underplayed the value of free hitting that big blank. People say, oh, it never works. No one ever scores that many um, scores that many points on their free hit. They might not. They'll, they'll do better around it. They'll do better around it. Good points. And uh, just to piggyback off what you said, is the only comparable chip from from a certain week to a certain week the triple captain chip? Like the rest has a lot of permutations around it, right? Like using yeah. a BB in and theory. 30s, mm-hmm. Yeah, in theory, bench boost is slightly comparable. But mm-hmm. again, like it has other impacts, right? Because if you wild card You're bringing to prep in players, for a bench yeah. boost... Mm-hmm then you don't have as much budget to spend on your starting 11. Like there are, it isn't comparable. Because mm. like people have already played their bench boost, might have scored less on their bench boost than I'll score on my bench boost in the double. But they can then wildcard into a starting 11 and not have to worry about their bench. So triple captain is the only one that's really comparable. I agree. Nice. Yeah, okay. I love I love your passion for FPL, Harry. Uh, guys, like right before we went on the stream, the first thing I asked, uh, well, Harry asked me like how, how I'm doing after the Korea game. I said, you know, I'm doing great. I said, hey, how's life? <laughs> the only thing he talks about is Eze. So <laughs> just goes to show how much he loves FPL. Oh, guy. So, guys, uh, support the guy. He's, he's uh, you know, FPL obsessed just to say of, the least. It's just one of those things that I don't feel like I've had like a big haul. And I know people say, like, oh, I'm boring, like, I pick boring players, and that's absolutely fine. Like, I often have a very template team. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time in a while, like, maybe the first time all season, 
that I've had a real player that is, I look at every single point and think that has done wonders for my rank. Yeah. So it was just a, you know, a feel good moment. Everyone needs halls like that occasionally. And it just reminds me like you can play FPL with EO and picking the like optimal player every week. But sometimes football is just played on grass. It's played on grass. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it could have gone horribly wrong. And then I've sat here thinking, I should have done the optimal thing again. I should have been boring. But yeah, yeah it is what it is. It's a nice feeling. Yeah, I mean, those comments uh, are are not the best to hear, but I think we both... Uh, to be you... honest, I don't hate it. Like, <laughs> my team is my team is template. I, like, yeah. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't true. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and lie about it. Um, because the template often does well, right? But... Yeah, it but, reminded me that sometimes you need to do things a different, different. Yeah, but it's also about and timing that, and like knowing who to bench, and you know, yes, definitely yeah. luck is a lot of lot of factor. But I think you're very good at timing your picks really well. So you know, mm. template, but at least you're you're proving it through your ranks. So yeah, is Harry the F- best FPL manager? Uh, do you think you're the best FPL manager, my friend? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Okay. Cool. Let's, One let's, more. Have we got uh, more? I think that's good. Uh, okay, I think that's good. Teams. Yeah. Let's before we get to our teams, I think we should just uh, pick apart this Venn diagram again by FPL Spaceman, FPL underscore Spaceman on Twitter. Um, and uh, this is just honestly, I don't, I don't even know if it's okay to show this right now because this could change so easily, right? There's so much that can change. But I think I just wanted to share this because if you look at it carefully, you can see the doubling teams in Game Week 34 being sort of the weaker teams where, as you mentioned now, that these are the teams you want to have for bench boost. And then Game Week 37 is where all the big teams are. I was also like kind of looking at like the fixtures from 30 to 37, 38 for the big teams on the right. And some of the team have really, really good fixtures. Like Liverpool from 30 to 34, great fixtures. City, 32, 33, great fixture. 35, great fixture. Newcastle, too. Tottenham have an interesting run from 30 to 32, but then not so great run from 34 to 36 before before a double in 37. So, you know, maybe Sun could be a play and he can play against any top team, even if the fixtures are difficult on the run, right? So... Villa mixed bag, um, so a lot of interesting things to come when the when the wild card comes and yeah, as we mentioned, thirty doesn't have to be exactly when you when you wild card. Granted, if you dead end your team into twenty nine, maybe you need to like get out of it somehow. But thirty, thirty one, thirty two are all in the span of one week as well. So there's a lot lot to uncover by the time that comes. But again, I just yeah. feel like we're getting way too ahead of ourselves, and I don't think we need to plan that far ahead. Uh, maybe if you have already used your wild card, you should start thinking about it. But I'm assuming most of us haven't. Yeah. So, just on that, if you've already played your wild card, you almost have to free hit 29. Like, because if you mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to be bringing in players for a blank week and then you're stuck with them for the rest of the season, you are best off free hitting game week 29. This graph, although it's not confirmed, is so interesting and so important. And the reason for it is it just highlights that you ha- it is different teams that are going to do 29 34 37 mm. like no teams there's not a single team at the moment that do all three mm. right the double 34 double 37 and play 29 
And there's very few teams that do two. Yeah. And the only big interaction there is, is 29 to 37. And that's not even the interaction you want because they're miles apart from each other. <coughs> so if there was a big interaction between 29 to 34, then maybe that would be interesting because at the moment that's only Chelsea if Chelsea lose. There is, if there was a bigger interaction between 34 and 37, then that would be interesting. The only big overlap we have is 29 to 37. And that's not even like that's no use to us. So this just highlights why the chip strategy is different this year to previous years because you don't have to like you have to have different players for the 34 and 37 doubles. Like you can't you can't normally what we do is we'd wildcard 31 and buy everyone that doubles twice. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it this yeah. year. So what does this mean? Oh, like uh, like don't you think like let's say you have your chips left till 30 and yeah. You're buying the players that are going to double in 37. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I was are, thinking you three hit in 34 and you still have these yep. players and then you bring in these fillers for the bench and double in, uh, bench boost in 37. That, I mean, that was my way of thinking about it. But then, as you mentioned, it's hard to fill 15 spots with these yep. expensive players. It, it, that kind of put a wrench in my plans. Like... Yeah, if we know that like we're going to be bringing in players that are doubling thirty-seven, what do you think is the viable? I mean, you know, strategy for me that for me that I, I put out shameless plug. I put out a chip strategy video this morning on YouTube where I have mm -hmm. graphics and stuff where I talk about it. But for me, there are two real chip strategies that we can play, like two that really work. The first one is to dead end into twenty-nine wild card soon after and then free hit in one of 34 and 37 and bench boost in the other it might be that you bench boost 34 and actually free hit 37 it might be the other way around because if you wild card 31 and suddenly your bench looks better in 34 than it does in 37 then maybe you bench boost the 34 and free hit 37 or it might be the other way around but it's that sort of dead end 29 wild card soon after strategy no no but so i'm asking you i so the my question was if we know that the teams that are doubling at 37 have good fixtures from like 30 to 30, you know, skipping 34, 30 to six. Yeah. You could what's better? 34. Right. That's what I mean. Isn't that the, then you're bench yeah. boosting at 37 with these expensive players, you know? Yeah. Or, or we just bench go. Will, your bench, your bench will be weaker that way around. That's not something we really need to decide yet. Right now. We okay. don't know. We don't, we won't, because the doubles, in theory, we think are going to go into 34 and 37 the way round that we think they're going to do it. But mm -hmm. we don't know that. Okay. So all that you need to know for that strategy is that you plan on... One or the other. You plan on, yeah. you plan on dead ending into 29 and wildcarding soon yeah, after. Yeah. And then you have your two remaining chips for the two doubles. You don't need to know which way round you're going to play them until you play that wildcard. Okay. Until after okay. that game with 29 FA Cup. The other one which I think needs more attention is the free hit 29. Because as I said, there is lots of benefits, you know, long-term, short-term about f just forgetting that week and just, you know, making your transfers before for other players and then wildcarding and then dead ending into 34 and wildcarding 35. Because mm -hmm. then you can just use your transfers for 34 wild card 35 and bench boost 37 and the benefit to that is you play your bench boost really close to your wild card 
Mm-hmm. I understand. So I understand. There's two. There's two options. Yeah. It's either the free hit twenty nine, or the wild card soon after twenty nine. I don't think that's groundbreaking stuff, but I think those are the two real strategies that we need to decide on. Hmm. You might lose on the free hit in twenty nine versus free hit in thirty four. Like, like for like comparison, like the free hit in thirty four might be yeah. better. But yeah, as you mentioned, the other surrounding transfers and navigating yeah. the other fixtures surrounding the the, the gaming twenty nine might be worth it to just go crazy and wildcard thirty five and bench boost thirty seven essentially. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Anyways, we'll have more of that to discuss as the weeks go. Shall we yeah. get to the teams? Yeah. Okay, so this is my team. I have Ariola in goal, um, Trent, Gabriel, Pedro Poro, Gordon, Palmer, Foden, Richarlison, Watkins, Alvarez, and Solanke. I think I have two free transfers, a lot of money in the bank. I think I'll go Alvarez to Holland and then roll the other. And yeah, huge benching headache. There's no chance I'm benching Gordon. There's no chance I'm benching Watkins. Captaining Holland, most likely. Palmer, I just don't see myself benching. So it's either Foden, Richarlison, Solanke, or Saka that I have to bench. But I think Solanke, home to Nottingham Forest. All the home games I'll leave. Uh, Yeah, so Saka, Richarlison, uh, and Foden. Like, benching headache. (laughs) I, I have the same. Yeah. I have the same. I just have Eze in for a Charleston, which given Brighton's defense at the weekend and given Eze's form, feels like an equally difficult bench decision this week. And I categorically will get it wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I just hope I don't bench the highest. I just hope I don't bench the highest scorer, basically. Yeah. Um, so you got two transfers. I've got two transfers. Do you see any other angles here? I mean, I think it makes sense well, that no. I don't need any other players, you know? I mean, maybe a defender for Saliba. Yeah. Like, are you happy carrying double Arsenal now? I'm going to need to... That's my question. I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's just uh, I might need to downgrade Saliba at some point just because I need funds elsewhere. Um, potentially. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly when, but... For example, if I wanted to bring in Jota Darwin... Yeah, Jota Darwin and just, Holland. Then I would need to get rid of Saliba for a very cheap player. Just like Saliba has two returns since game week fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not like super keen on keeping him. I'm just like not indifferent about it. Essentially, I think he's a good asset to have. I think he's a good double up to have at times. You know. But I just I look at the fixtures coming up, and I look at the the fixtures you'd think they'd keep a clean sheet in are all away from home. Hmm. I just I'm not certain on the double up anymore. One is fine. Mm. Like selling one, if you've got one, selling one just feels like over management. But I I don't know about the double. And I look at it this week and think Liverpool is probably the week to jump off what jump off one. Like Saliba out and Haaland to some Saliba out to someone cheaper and Haaland in. 
Okay. It's probably. Okay, though. fine. But that would leave me with one transfer in 24, right? Yeah. So that would be either Jota or Darwin comes in. Yeah. And then that would only mean that I would have Foden, Holland, Trent, Jota. That's like four doubles for 25. That's so weak, you know? It's because... I don't feel great about having four, just four doublers for 25. That's that's my big thing. Or am I tripping? Yeah, trip no, yeah. it, it's your, you're more focused on 25 than I maybe am. And as opposed to the, t- the toss-up is, do you prefer an ex- a better defender this week or the transfer further down the line? And then I get it. And if you put it like that, then then that's fine. Because Poro, Trent are, are good. You only need to play one Arsenal. Mm. So maybe maybe you're right, actually. Maybe I'm wrong. I, like Naturally, I would sell Saliba because it would better your team this week. But is the other transfer more valuable? Like, who would you buy this week? I mean, I don't need to. to cheap, so I don't right? need to rush it. That's the thing. I don't need to rush it. Like... Uh... What is what is? I mean, I guess I bench Gabriel and would play yeah, that cheaper play defender. You buy. Yeah, yeah. But there are also not that many options under the four point five bracket. I mean, if you, you guys buy, have you'd I... probably buy like Botman or Burn. Botman's four five. Yeah. Burn is four four. Yeah, actually, that's not too bad. Yeah, food for thought. But yeah, I think feels feel pretty decent about the team. Uh, don't feel great about my twenty five situation and twenty six situation. <laughs> Basically, not enough doublers and a lot of blankers so f- that I need to figure out in twenty six. So, so this is where I need to be very cautious about every move I make from here on out. But definitely, Holland in for Alvarez is is on the cards for yeah. this week. Yeah. And uh, people are like saying I should bench for Charleston. I just, I think I would, I'm going to start him no matter what. Like, I'm interested to yeah. know who people would bench in that front eight. Because um, I've got something very similar. So please yeah. let us know. Um, because <laughs> I look at it and I think people make these decisions right. And I have no idea how I will decide who I bench next week. I kind of hope that Eze is flagged so I can have the decision made for me. I have no idea how to make these decisions. And I'm just like... If we if we rank them from low after the game week from lowest point scorer to highest point scorer, I just hope I pick someone in the bottom half, like one of the worst <laughs> four out of the eight. That's basically where I'm at with it. Like I don't necessarily, I know in my head I'm not going to pick the one that blanks. Like it just won't happen. Or I'll pick there'll be someone that scores less than who I pick to bench. But I just hope that I pick someone that doesn't go crazy. That's you, basically uh... where I'm at with it. You know what? You know the one that that messes with me a bit is maybe benching Foden. Does that sound crazy? So I wondered about it. Yeah, I don't feel great about Foden. Yeah, I mean, Saka let's get to your on, teams. Let's get yeah, to your team. You gonna, yeah. I mean, mine's basically uh-huh. similar. Mine's very similar, um, but I have Trippier. Um, instead of your Saliba pick, so I can start Trippier over Gabriel this week. Oh, okay, okay, um, very nice, very nice. Just, last just time rubbing benched, it in. <laughs> sorry, last time I benched Gabriel against Liverpool, though he scored a ten pointer, so 
I don't feel fully comfortable with that. And it's now at home for Arsenal as well. I, I think it's not a bad, I think it's okay. Um, but yeah, like I will play Trippier. Um, Definitely play Trippier. And then I just, mm. and then I have Alvarez up to Haaland and I have a second transfer. I'm not going to use the second one, um, but I just don't know who to bench. I just don't know who to bench. Um, oh, like dude, right I, I think I, I might bench Eze on your team potentially. Is that crazy? But if too? Eze's declared, if Eze and Elise are both declared fit, just too good. I just, I just not sure I could do it. Like when I bought Eze, my plan was to play him last week and bench him this week and bench him next week. Like that was the plan. Yeah. But as soon as they score points, it's so hard to bench him. Let's look at data. Um, last six, last six game weeks, XGC Liverpool top. They're the best defense in the last six game weeks. So I should bench Saka, but yeah. that doesn't feel right either. No, it feels right, dude. I think I think I feel okay benching Saka. I do feel fine. It's Liverpool. It's crazy what it's crazy what points do to you. Like if mm-hmm. that if he hadn't have scored that game against Forest, like that late goal, I, I'd happily bench him. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I think we're I think we're gonna end up benching Saka. And I think I'm okay with it. So be it, man. Liverpool. Uh, I guess it is a home game though. Huh. Yeah. I I don't know. Oh, Spaceman has joined the chat, guys. Uh Spaceman, we've been using your charts. I did get his permission, so shout out to you. Uh, yeah, deadline is in three days. Uh, it was a really fun episode. Good to be back. Uh, next two game weeks, uh, we'll still be here. I'm actually traveling to the States. I'll be in New York. So it'll be another away from home pod. Uh, maybe a couple questions. Yeah, let's do... The other one is, just to mention, is Gordon. I quite like Gordon. I'm happy I own Gordon because... Yeah. He might be. He'll be playing up front against Luton. If Isaac, it doesn't sound like Isaac's gonna be back for the weekend. I'd be surprised, but I'm yeah. happy that I've held him. The stars suddenly are... look at triple new. Yeah. Suddenly look, I've got triple Newcastle. I think. Hang on, how did this happen? No, no. We want to get ahead of the curve, and uh, the stars are aligning. I mean, they 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 look good. Gordon is as dangerous as ever. Granted, he does come off, which is annoying. Almer had a fantastic, you know, off the bench game as well. I I, I saw the extended highlights, so. Yeah, excited about owning Gordon. Really, yeah, no, me too. Really interesting question comments on Saka. Nan just saying, Harry, did I see Jesus and Saka swapping positions? So, I didn't watch the whole game, but I did tune in a few times, and Saka was very central. And I tweeted that you know a shot went by the post, and he took it from a really central position. And I did notice it, and I didn't know whether oh it was just when I tuned in he happened to be there, but. I, I I might do a bit more digging into the heat maps. That's a really yeah interesting point, Nandish, about whether it actually like did it happen a lot. Because I, I watched a lot of the Villa game. Um, my girlfriend is a Forest fan and was not happy with them losing, so we had to change change batch that we were watching. Um, but if he's playing more central last night, is it a swap? Is it a change? Because we've know they had to change something up, and maybe that was it. Hmm. Let me see his average average position. Yeah, he's it's definitely more central than it was. I mean, it's still quite a lot of right, but still, that's much more central than I feel like it used to have been. Interesting. 
What, uh, by the way, but question for you, um, just on Holland, if he comes off and plays 30 minutes off the bench, still a priority transfer in? If Holland gets minutes tonight, I'm sure I'll buy him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's too, it's too risky not to go with him. It's too scary not to go with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I can't. I don't think I can do it. The annoying thing is it's Monday night, isn't it? The yeah. game is Monday night. So, like, Pep's press conference on Friday will... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. I was playing sorry. with my pen. Apologies, Daniel. <laughs> I thought it was me. Oh, I didn't... I'm not playing with a pen. I have, I have like... Uh, so, I pawed from two locations. You've got a clicky pen. Yeah, this is just, like, the really bad mic I have that, like, picks up all the... Uh, sound from the room so I'm like used to my sure really good mic mm. one thing uh, just a footballing comment I mean we're going you know maybe we should end it but so yesterday like the penalty shootout for for the Asian Cup was a stark reminder to all of us football fans that I wouldn't want to wish a penalty shootout to my worst enemies when it when it matters. I hate watching it. When it matters, I hate watching it. Uh, I I nearly had a like a like a breakdown. It was so intense. I forget how intense yeah. it is, you know. And yeah. uh, the the highs and lows of a penalty shootout. Oh my goodness! Yeah, mm. it's horrible. Um, Derek, sorry, I know you've asked this a lot of time. I will answer it. Do we know why Stupinam was subbed at halftime last night? We don't. I presumed it was tactical, but we don't have an update there. I presumed it was tactical, um, but we, we don't know. Um, yeah, the Harlem price rise last night was interesting. Um, <laughs> as if he went up in price last night. I was like, trying to ignore yeah. it. I was trying to ignore it, but uh, I mean, I'm with you guys. Like, I don't, I don't understand... Yeah, price changes make no it. sense. It's really, really damn annoying. I'm, I'm with you guys. <laughs> it's so annoying. But part of me thinks it's like a marketing thing, maybe. Like, part of me thinks it's like, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. I yeah. just don't know what happened. Um, I, I thought he might go up tonight. To be honest, I thought after that City game, as soon as he came through unscathed, then, then he'd go up. But I was surprised it was last night. I mean, going. I mean, like going up is like okay. The random going up is annoying, but going up I understand. But he never dropped. That's what that's what pisses once. me off. Yeah, yeah. That's what pisses me off. It's like, like guys, we need some help towers. Like we need some price drops, especially for low budget <laughs> value play managers like me this season. You know, your your team value. I need it. Needs, I need like a point eight it. drop. You know, <laughs> and he freaking rose out of the dark. It's so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Cool. Okay, cool. Uh, please do like the stream. Please do subscribe to FF Scout. Do join the uh, FF Scout website. The articles are really, really good. Um, and uh, support FPL Harry and his channel. And good luck this week, and we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone.